There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean fangirl And I'm Steve, and today we'll be discussing episode one of what will hopefully be season one of Sir Real Estate. This is so out there. Yes, it is. <laughs> I love it. It's just like not like anything I've ever seen. Right. It's not happy out there, but it's still out there. Oh my gosh. I don't think anything is happy. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I don't think anything could ever be compared to that. So. No. Oh my gosh, that was way out there. Yes, it was. Well, some news that's not necessarily along sci-fi lines, but I feel like this is like right up our alley. So I wanted to throw this in because I just seen it announced on Twitter that Rob Zombie has finally gotten the go-ahead to film the monsters. All right. <laughs> so it's coming. Well, I can't say soon, but yeah. coming to light in like the new century. And he had said before that he'd wanted to keep like the original kind of flavor. Right. So I don't suspect it's going to be a crazy hack and slash. Right. So I feel like that's definitely up our alley. And I'm hoping to hear more about that. So just a little bit of news I thought I'd sprinkle in here and hope everybody is like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go look. Because it's so funny. We happen to be talking about the not the monsters the adams family movies and i'm like man we were literally talking about this today and i'm just like they should have did like a monsters one like redid it because that would have been cool but and you know when you start thinking about who to cast right. now everyone can actually come up with their fantasy cast and start tweeting it at them so yes <laughs> <laughs> all right now that that weird little fangirl moment is settled let's go into episode one our pilot the roman agency welcomes a new agent as well as a new client with connection to Luke Pass. Well, that sounds a little worrisome. Just a little bit, yes. We do see Luke, who is played by Tim Rosen, walking up to an older house that happens to be for sale by owner. And you see just this terrible thunderstorm happening. But in the house, we have it decorated colonial style which i did not know what the difference is i don't know anything <laughs> i mean it's not modern i'll say that that right. much i know and megan donovan sitting in a chair with the fireplace going and apparently doing her anatomy homework and playing music now this i know total side note i was like what song is this right yeah i didn't so, recognize it either i had to shazam it okay <laughs> Because I'm like, I like this. What is this? Right. And this song that was playing was Cage Without a Key by Jill Barber. So I don't know. It just had that weird kind of, uh, what's the word, like unearthly kind of sound to it. Right. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I'm digging this. And it's like setting the mood perfect. Right. Because the power flickers and the music had stopped. It's like, oh, okay. 
So our character, Megan, looked a little alarmed, but hello, power flickers, it happens, right? Right. And she turns back to her homework, except this is where I start freaking out a little bit because I'm a big book person. Right. Now, granted, my books don't generally have pictures in it. (laughs) This was an anatomy book, so obviously it kind of has to. But the picture on the page had a corpse on the table and doctors on each side. And when the lightning flashes, suddenly the corpse becomes her and she slams the book shut because i will tell you here's a weird little thing that happened it was a really long time ago i was reading a book really late at night and it was a dean Koontz book i think it was phantoms i was probably in my teens and when i say really late at night i mean well past midnight right and i'm reading and everybody else in the house is sleeping <laughs> i'm laughing because it so freaks me the hell out and all of a sudden i heard a whisper check the clothes and i'm like what yeah <laughs> Okay, it still wears me out because I have no idea who the hell would have said that. Right. And I'm thinking, I still don't know. It's a lot, a lot of years later. And so her freaking out with the book, I am 100% there. Yeah. Because my own little weirdness had happened. So I think she did better than me because she reopens the book and I'd have been like, nope, I'm done for the night. (laughs) Because I think that's pretty much what I did. I'm like, I turned off the light. I'm like, just laid there freaked out for the rest of the night. But she managed to reopen the book. And the picture's normal. And then creepy grandfather clock chimes. And she happens to look up. And I didn't catch the time when the, the clock chimed, did you? No. It wasn't until later on, on her next episode, that we get an idea of the time. Okay. And then she happens to look back at the book. And now one of the doctors from the pictures looking at her with a super creepy smile. And she's the corpse again. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. What the yeah. hell is Like happening? I said, I would not have gone back to it in the first place. But <laughs> she has that happen. And then she hears some creepy evil laughing. And she knocks the book off her lap. A power flickers again. And she starts hearing those whispery voices, which are always so creepy. Yes. Again, that's why I was freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that smile looked awful jokerish. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> and just like the face is being pulled back and it's like, oh right. yeah. <laughs> and okay, and this always gets me every horror movie ever. When the person's like, Hello? Yeah. Really? <laughs> Do you want something to answer you? I yes. mean, that's what I want to know. <laughs> well, because maybe she I don't was think I'd want it. Hoping it was her fiance, maybe. Yeah, because we didn't know about him at this point. No. But I love it because then a cabinet empties its content and the fire like whooshes out from the fireplace, almost like a hand reaching right. for her. Yeah, that was really awesome. <laughs> Again, like, hmm, just another reason not to have a real fireplace in your house. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stick with my fake electric one. Yes, I won't be able to ride the flu ne- network much like Harry Potter, but I won't have creepy hand reaching out for no. me. <laughs> And if it does, oh my God, Yeah, all you're going to see is a smoke outline. <laughs> I'm going to Scooby-Doo out of this place. Yeah. <laughs> she runs to the front door and she's kind of like freaked out. And, and hello, wouldn't you be? Yeah, absolutely. Rips open the door and Luke's standing there and she screams, which yeah, somebody there that you weren't expecting. I can understand after everything happening. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but Luke is just like, hi, I'm Luke Roman. It's like, what? I apologize for being so late, but I'm here about the house. And he describes the house. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, what? And she hugs him and 
And I love it because he's like, okay. And yeah. she's like, the house wants to kill me. It's like, all righty. And he's like, well, listen, it's not you, but the house, yeah, we can figure this out. But I can help you. And I love it. Are you a priest? No, ma'am. I'm the real estate guy. <laughs> and I still have to say, it is so weird hearing him just talking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, because we're so used to him as Doc Holliday from Winona Herb, where he had that twang. Yeah. And I loved it. And then even in Vagrant Queen, he sounded a little different. Right. So it's just weird. He's just talking. It's just like normal guy. Next thing we know, they're at a diner because apparently he took her at least away from the house. Right. To talk because, yeah, I can see not wanting to go back in there. Yeah. So Megan informs Luke that she called her fiance to come pick her up. So at least we know there's somebody else in the picture. Right. So maybe that's good. I don't know, because I will tell you by the end of this episode, I was starting to think he may not be what we think he is. That's a very strong possibility, too. I wouldn't put anything past him at this point, but yeah. Yeah, I suspect everyone. Yeah, I kind of feel like if there's going to be a love interest in season one, it's going to be Megan and Luke. I would think so. But just the way this whole thing kind of played out, I'm just like, hmm, yeah. I'm not sure about him. No, especially after we meet him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Megan, of course, wants to know what the heck's wrong with the house. Well, don't we all? Yes. <laughs> I was like, I think we need an old priest and a young priest. But we have Luke telling her, oh, you know, it's a little difficult to explain. But I have a short presentation that I'll lay it out for you. I'm like, right. <laughs> Like, seriously, like, as he's saying that, and he's showing her slides and explaining stuff, and we see SMEP, Specialist in Metaphysical Engaged Properties, the yeah. talk. <laughs> Schmip. And I'm like, what? And I love it because that's not exactly something I would, I don't know, necessarily remember, but as Megan is the rest of us basically questioning, what the heck is that? Yeah. <laughs> Looks like, listen, it took several focus groups to hit on. This, because we almost had, what did he say, smegma? It's like, oh, God, no. (laughs) Thank God, at least they switched it. But Megan's like, are you talking about haunted houses? And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoever talked about haunted houses? Yeah, I never mentioned the G word once. (laughs) Right, right. We're talking about stigmatized properties. And instantly, I am picturing stigmatized properties. Right. Because I will tell you, there is something in my area, actually two houses. One, I think, has been torn down. It has been basically stigmatized like this. You know, the whole, everything's weird with it, right? Because right. unfortunate occurrences has happened, tragic events associated with it, murder, suicide, accidental death. But when he said accidental death, didn't we get like a flash for like a murder kind of thing? Right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> accidental. And... At that point, we see a car pull into the driveway and a woman in the car, unfortunately, puts a bullet into the gun. So that doesn't sound good. Yeah. But in my area, there was a thing which you may have watched it on. I think it's on Netflix. The Demon House that's in Gary, which I think I do believe it's been torn down. The guys who have I don't I know the guy's name is Zach. That's all I know. He has a show on, I think, on either Lifetime or Travel or something. And they do all the ghost houses. Right. So like. That house instantly popped to mind. Right. When they were talking about these kind of homes, I'm like, oh, like the demon house. And then there's another one in the area where there was very 
Amityville-ish, where there was like a whole family was murdered and the person who did it then committed suicide, which was horrible and creepy. And I'm like, oh, is this going to be like a horror kind of thing? Or because right. it had a comedy feel. I'm like, where are they going with this? Because at this point, like, I wasn't sure. Right. But I was digging the vibe. That's yeah. all I have to say. <laughs> so anyway, let's go back to the actual show. And the woman that we had seen with the bullets in her gun, we had seen her get out and go into the house where we know Megan is living. And you hear shots ring out. It's like, wait, no, what? what? That was a completely different oh, no, house. No, different house. That's right. Yeah. But that wasn't the other house that's in this No, episode, it's not right? the Lenore house. No. Okay. But he does say that he manages to get the houses sold because, unfortunately, many of these properties, and this is a little scary, lose 35% of their value. <laughs> and I was like, what? And can take 317% longer to sell. Right. Now I and loved. I, I'm like, what? Oh, my God. That's what he's talking about? Yes. And I loved when the woman goes in the house. And you see the for sale sign, and at the top it says Spectacular Vistas. One shot rings out, it changes to below per appraisal. Boom, another shot, <laughs> price reduced. And then the third <laughs> shot goes off and sacrifice, must sell. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm just thinking about these and I'm like, okay, are we going to get like real real estate stuff in here? And like this weird, not quite ghost stuff. It just kind of made me wonder. Yep. I kind of think that's <laughs> what this but, show is going to be about. But you know what? Sometimes the best shows have like that reality spin, like telling you stuff that's real. So when you're stopping and you're like, oh, I don't know about that. And you look it up, you're like, wait, what? Yeah. So <laughs> now I'm curious. So I may be looking a lot of random <laughs> real estate stuff up. So when I ever am able to buy a house, I'll be like, okay, I have to stay away from these kind of properties. But hey. This one might be up my alley because it'll be reduced. <laughs> yeah. When Luke is explaining that basically just the perception of something creepy in the house can affect the sale. Megan's like, well, I was looking at autopsy photos and I'm a med student. I love it. No judgment. Right. Because at first he's just like, okay, whatever floats your boat. She's like, no, 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 no. I'm not weird. But then she goes on to say, and I had a couple glasses of wine. And, and like, she stops and you see her kind of thinking and everything kind of running through her head. And Luke's like, yeah, you can become hysterical. Uh, suddenly a helpless woman afraid of the thunder boomers. <laughs> and I love it because she stops and looks at him like, huh, maybe you're right. And she's like, but something just didn't seem quite right. Right. And he's, he's looking at her like, okay, I'm going to let her just walk through this and figure this out. I'm not going to push it because I'm guessing based on what we know, this is how he gets people to come to him. Right. So when she finally asks, are you some kind of ghost chaser? He's like, no, I'm only after preserving homeowners equity from anything in this world or the next. Like, wait, what? <laughs> and Megan, I don't believe in ghosts. And he's like, well, neither do I. I just work for them. <laughs> like, what? And then this is when we see Megan's fiance, Brock, show up. And Megan, does she mention at this point that he's a lawyer? I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like right away, Luke is just like, mm, lawyer. You're right. Don't like those kind. <laughs> no. Which kind of had me worried. It's like, A, what do you know? And B, is it like a weird lawyer real estate thing? Very well, like a turf battle. Be. Sure. Could be. And... Megan's like, yeah, well, we can just talk about it like tomorrow or something. And 
I can call you. But she still is like, uh. Yeah, not, not real sure about it. And, of course, Brock has to come in and do a Fonz-type pose like he's shooting a gun. It's just like, I, really? Like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, how old are you? Yes. And when did you grow up? Because <laughs> so stuck behind Happy Days right? <laughs> reruns so for it, years. It's just so weird, though. So I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens with him. Right. But just going through the episode, and I'll explain a little more later. I just had a weird feeling. Right. We get to go to the Roman agency next, and you see Luke in a meeting with his staff, looking so dapper. Yes. I'm like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> so weird seeing him like that. I don't know. I know. Actors, they play parts. But you're used to seeing him as one character. It's like, okay, it's going to take me probably a couple episodes to wrap my mind around this one. Right. And he's explaining the Donovan home. She inherited it from her grandfather, but... When he's talking to his staff, he's like, all right, listen, I want a complete psychokinetic triage and a malevolent entity evaluation, but try not to spook her. Right. <laughs> okay. I'm sure that sounds super easy. Yeah. Especially when you have one of your guys quoting Alistair Crawley about <laughs> heretics. And Zoe's like, yeah, not spooking her. Remember? Right. <laughs> he's like, let's talk about Lenore's place for a minute. And then he's told... Everything is 100% clean. It's like rating zero. What do you mean? That doesn't make sense. Stuff flying out of drawers. It's like something's not right. Right. The referring agent thinks it's a poltergeist. And our father, Jim, asks, who's the agent? And when they happen to get told the person is Rita Weiss, the staff was all like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the reaction was awesome. They just, yeah. It's like, no. The biggest pain in their backside ever apparently <laughs> i can i can see it too yeah and luke's not happy having to call rita and nobody wants to be the one to do it so they're like oh, the new girl do it right when the apparent new girl susan happens to walk in and she's just so super happy and i'm like hmm see i just i can't trust people i'm questioning everything and everyone right and Luke's like, oh, your ears must have been burning as he introduces the staff to her. It's like she came from Livingston, Kent, where she's been eight years straight earning the platinum ring of esteem. It's like, what the heck is that? Right. <laughs> and was it selling $10 million in homes in a year? Yep. Cheesy rice casserole. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Yes, but it is. depending on where they're supposed to be, because did they ever officially say what state they're supposed to be in? No, did not hear where they are located at, though I do think it's probably in the Northeast, but I could be wrong. Okay. Because we do see a little later on in the car, they drive by a, what looks like a very large body of water. Yeah, that's why I was thinking it's one of the coasts. Right. Just couldn't tell. So, because it had me thinking, it's like $10 million in homes. Depending where you are. Right. That yeah, could, could be, be 10 houses one. or yeah. less. <laughs> True. Yeah, it could be one. Yeah, you never know. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, because seeing that he's from California, they actually could be in California. Yeah. So, or somewhere along the West Coast. So, if yeah. anybody else caught it and. And or if they said like a certain place that you recognize, let us know. Right, absolutely. 
Mostly because now it's got me thinking. It's like, how much are the homes in your area? It could, yeah, it could be a lot or it could be just a few. Right. And also in that scene where we see the body of water, they also show a gargoyle. So I'm thinking, well, the odds of a place being built with one of those in the West Coast is not really that high. But the East Coast would be more likely. But then again, he says he's from California. So... <laughs> Yes. Like I said, if anybody caught it, let us know. Luke manages to introduce Susan to the group and everybody to her. So, hey, Father Phil here does title work and background checks. And yeah, he was a former father. But August, who builds and develops their proprietary technology. Oh, you're the IT guy. (laughs) Uh, A little bit more than that. I felt like he like really was like, I can't believe he just said that. Yeah, absolutely. And Zoe is our office manager. And she makes a face at Luke, so it makes me wonder what she actually does, because we didn't find out this episode. No, absolutely not. So I feel like, oh, there's something definitely more there. Right, yeah. She goes, gives him that gag me motion with her hand to her mouth, and it's like, okay. Of course, she's kind of a a punked out version of Cleo Clanton. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that was just driving me crazy. I'm like, who is that? Yeah, it just took me a while to figure it out. Right. Because I'm like, I know her. She's so familiar. Right. But yeah, because she looked just like rock star-ish, it threw me off. So we end up getting a phone call. And I say we because I mean Luke. And he's like, oh, I have to take this. And we'll circle back and talk about everything in my office. So it happens to be Megan on the phone who says, I don't think I'm interested in your services because my fiance is really skeptical about everything right like mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> it's like great what does this mean right. i think he's in on it yeah and we get that great awkward conversation between <laughs> the group because nobody really knows what to talk about because they just met her <laughs> right yeah it's like okay what can we say she doesn't know much yet oh i heard there was a fire at your old agency is everyone okay it- Susan's like, yeah, yeah, everyone's fine. It was very small. And I love it because it's like, of all the things you can bring up. Right. (laughs) You bring up the fire, a small tragedy. It's like, really, guys? There's how long have you been in real estate? Something else to start with. Right. At least they're not like, oh, no one died. So bonus, I guess. Right, yeah. (laughs) So they do ask her, did... Luke explained the niche that we work with. And Susan's like, oh, I've done my due diligence. You close the houses that no one else can. But Luke is kind of a mystery. And still, everyone's just like, hmm, we can't say anything yet. Right. (laughs) And Susan, God, she's so peppy, right? She's like, it's my personal statement and mission to make the difference in the world. One house at a time. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of felt like Zoe as she gets up going, thank you, Miss Nebraska. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty much right there. Yeah. So we do get Susan talking to Luke in his office and Luke's like, oh, yeah, that was the client. They fired us. Happens a lot, but most of them come back. They just need some time to process and proceed as they feel fit. It's like, huh, okay. And yeah, you know, Phil and Augie really good at what they do, but they're not really great with clients. But I know you are, so that's why you're here. Right. And let me just show you this quick presentation. <laughs> what is SMAP? Yeah. SMAP. It's like, oh, God. Again, I can totally see. 
him going, we're going to need to redo this. Right. So we're on our way to the Lenore's home, which is another house that apparently is a problem, but we don't know why. Right. And Luke is explaining to Susan, which I don't know, kind of smart because she's in your car. You're driving someplace she's not aware of. Right. She can't exactly run away when yes. <laughs> looking at you going, you are a nut job. But Luke explains that a New York court decided that haunted houses are real and can impact its value. And some agents help their clients by reducing clutter, putting vanilla extract on hot light bulbs to give the home that fresh baked cookie smell. We help by stopping the walls from bleeding. It's like, what? huh? <laughs> and he continues that these people's lives have become a Stephen King short story and they need someone nice that they can talk to. Someone who wants to make a difference. One home at a time. <laughs> well, that sounds like he took your own words and shoved them right back at you. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? If you change your mind, I totally get it. I'm sure Livingston will take you back in a heartbeat. And I don't know why she just decides to open up. Exactly. This made no sense at all to me. You, Why would you tell your brand new boss this? Yeah, because it kind of threw me. I was like, wait, what? Does yeah. he have some kind of magic that's <laughs> causing people to just tell him everything? Right. But she's like, well, I didn't leave. I got fired. Had an affair with the boss, Livingston, for a year. And then he went and went to Trinidad and Tobago and renewed his marriage vows. And she's like, now I'm 34. I'm locked in an above prime mortgage. And Winston said more of Ghostbusters is what you're going to have to call me because that's what I am now. Yeah. Like, wow. First of all, impressive that she had the last name because I could not remember Winston's last name. Right. Absolutely. So I'm impressed. They do arrive at the Lenore's house and it's like, okay, I'm sure there was some awkward moments of silence there. It's like, yeah, I was with my boss. That's probably bad because I just told my boss. It's like, all right, now what? Yeah. <laughs> so Luke has to tell her, listen, the house displays phenomenon, eh, kind of of a poltergeist nature, but it's testing clean. And as soon as they get out, Susan notices a sign in the front yard that says Rita Weiss. And it's like, well, this got scary pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> I really want to know more about Rita Weiss. And oh, is she yeah. just like cutthroat or what? Oh, yeah. This lady is something else. <laughs> mm hmm. And a girl opens the door and is like, hey, are you the ghost guy? And then we hear, no, he's delusional, oily ball sack wrapped in an Armani. And the door opens. It's like, oh, hi, Rita. So glad that I'm seeing you. Yeah. <laughs> and suddenly she kind of turns her, her look of disgust over to Susan. It's like, yeah, I heard you joined the team. So back to Luke. So where's the where's Pope Penis and the 12th? Was it? Pope Penis the 12th and Frankenstein's butt double. <laughs> what? Listen, Linda, you're the one who wants their help. So maybe quit being psycho. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we see Father Phil in a different area. He's working and investigating and notices that the Donovan house doesn't have any records prior to 1987. It's like, what the heck? Did it just pop out of the ground? Right. <laughs> and Augie at the Donovan house, well, outside, using some awesome, I don't know, what binocular, monocular, I don't even know, because right. it was just yeah, these crazy like glasses. it was a modified binocular, because the one side like, had yeah. the, the actual lens on it, like a camera almost, 
And then the, yeah, the other side had this little three position thing that. <laughs> Very steampunkish. Oh, yeah. And uh, when we get to see through the binocular, we see the, the ghost hanging out outside. Naki's like, okay, there's a nice turnout for a weekday. <laughs> what? Really? Did they only come out on the weekend? Yeah. Like, they get day passes? What am I missing? <laughs> so we're back at the Lenore home, and Luke is trying to tell them. You know, most poltergeists are benign, so I doubt you're in any danger. And this was happening right after the mom and dad told the girl that she couldn't go out. And Susan starts noticing a family portrait on the wall that was cracked. And, well, how did that happen? And we get the explanation. It was game night and things got smashed. And it just finding out everything that's going on. Hey, have you felt any cold spots, seen apparitions, weird noises? And it's just kind of going on and on an explanation. And all of a sudden, after the girl is told firmly no. Right. Like, hmm. She stomps off. And that's when some weird stuff starts happening. Yep. And it's like, oh, okay. Now what? Because Luke is so cool about everything happening, though. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> everyone's ducking and, like, trying to cover. And Luke's just talking and. You know, as things fly past him, he kind of moves. It's like, okay, <laughs> you're pretty chill with everything. What have you seen? Right. <laughs> and he also had gotten the phone call. And it's like, oh, I should go alone. And he tells Susan, ah, I think you have things under control and just walks off. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you're leaving her there and not knowing what the hell is going on. And you're just going off and you're not saying anything about where you're going. It's like, I'm seeing this, right? I'm not crazy. What's going on? That's how I feel like probably what's going on in Susan's head. You would think. Yeah. We happen to be back at the Donovan's house because apparently that's where Luke had gotten the phone call. Not sure who it was from offhand. Yeah, it was from it Augie. Was Augie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Augie was letting him know what he found out just by the binoculars. So when Luke goes over there and Megan answers the door, it's like, hey, how are you? And she's like, are we going to have a problem? It's like, Kind of stalkery. What's going on? No, no, no. There's no problem. But I just learned something interesting about the house. And it would be in violation of my blood oath not to inform you. What? Listen. And she there's no records to in this the house. Lawyer than, and oh, my God. He was so mad. He was yeah. like offended. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And Luke's like, all right, listen, there's no record of the house being built. It's like, that's weird. Yeah. Somehow it's just like always been here. Right. So... Can you let my people look around, just do a few tests? No charge or no obligation. And of course, it's like, okay, I guess. And it's like, uh, great, because they're here and they're outside. <laughs> <laughs> like, what kind of tests exactly? And we see the guys come in, Phil and Augie's like, oh, yeah, this is great. I can feel like something's watching us from here. Right, yeah. <laughs> As he looks around, it's like, yeah, this is great. You're not telling us everything. No. Oh, my gosh. It'd be horrible. Yes. It gets much worse. Oh, it does. But this is where I feel like things are so weird and how we've ever seen Tim Rosen. Yes. Because I've always seen him on some kind of sci-fi show. So this is strange. He's at the batting cages and his hair... His hair is cut short and it's like all shaggy on top. It's so weird. Yeah. And he's just swinging away and Susan ends up there. Now, I still don't understand how Susan got there when she was left at the other house. The staff told her that this would be where she would find him. So, yeah. 
Luke's like, yeah, this is great for stress. And she's like, yeah, I'll stick with binge drinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever works. Yeah. So Another red flag. We got the affair right. and binge drinking. Probably Susan? not the best. <laughs> At least you're not saying day drinking, I guess. Right. Yeah. He asks her, do you want to know what most hauntings actually are? It's unfinished business. And that's what we're here to do. And she's like, what are you talking about? You're here to find out what that unfinished business is and help finish it. And Susan's like, well, that sounds simple, but I feel like it's probably not. (laughs) And she's like, so I'm like, what, a perky flight attendant on the urethral plane? (laughs) It's like, well, listen, she's like, you got to tell me more. And he's like, yeah, all right. As he's just swinging away. And he's like, I grew up in Southern California, got my license, did okay. And she's like, I can read your resume. I want all the stuff that nobody knows about. I'm thinking, are you a spy of some sort? Right, yeah. Just getting way too personal here in the first episode. Yeah, because when she's like, are you married? No, in a relationship. Strictly for the 30-something women, you know, we have a database. It's like, (laughs) yeah, you just said you had an affair with your boss. Maybe that's not what you open up with. Right, exactly. But the answer is no. Parents, uh, my mom left when I was little. My dad raised me as a single parent. And, well, that's why I'm here, because this was kind of our place. We were here all the time, a couple times a week. And he passed a few years ago, and she's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, that's okay. We keep in touch. What? Yeah. (laughs) Hold on a minute. Excuse me? He's like, listen, don't worry about anything. Just focus on the Donovan house, or that's what I need to focus on. So you're going to focus on the Lenore house. And... I'm running out of ideas, and Rita's going to eat us alive if we don't come up with something soon. We've been at it for a month and can't can't just say there's nothing, because something is happening. Right. But don't rule out the rational. And it's like, huh, that seems weird when you're basically stuff that is completely irrational. So we're back at the Donovan house with Phil and Augie, and they're checking, well, basically everything. Right. Phil's like, hey, what's upstairs? Well, six bedrooms, four bath, a parlor, or something like a library, a big attic, downstairs. I don't know. I don't go down there. Bunch of boxes, a door that's locked. So as soon as she said a door that's locked, I'm like, that's probably not good. Yeah, it wasn't. Augie's like, okay, I should take a look downstairs. Sure. So takes him to the door, opens it, or starts to. And when Phil turns on a flashlight, you hear a noise. And Augie's like, have you heard that before? Because all three of their faces is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. Megan's like, no. And then Phil, about to take a step down the stairs, hears a growl, walks back up. Do you have any pets, dogs, <laughs> cats? What's say fish? Yeah. It's like, no. Wouldn't it be a little hard for fish to get down the stairs? Yeah. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Stuff happens. Any rats? She's like, what? You think it could be rats? Yeah, I'd be freaked out if somebody's like, rats? If I heard something growling and somebody brought up the word rat. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we got to burn this whole place down. Exactly. <laughs> so Phil, much braver than I, turns the camera on his phone and heads down. It doesn't hear any more barking or growling. So right. that's good. But Augie happens to hear something, turns and looks at the stairs and asks Megan, to your knowledge, did anyone ever die horribly in this house she's like no my grandfather died in a healthcare facility he suffered from dementia (laughs) well after what we've seen it probably wasn't dementia no (laughs) because we see augie looking at the stairs through the glasses and there's a woman in a a bloody dress with a knife in her hand and he's like yeah yeah i don't blame him yeah (laughs) oh shit 
We see Phil snapping pictures of the basement, approaching the door, which is not locked. No! Oh, crap. Yeah. (laughs) And he sees something, some kind of beast with red eyes peeking out the door. And as he, in his freaked out self, (laughs) who's a good boy, snaps some pictures and runs his butt back up, shutting the door. And it's like, okay, hey, have you regained your faith yet? (laughs) Like... (laughs) No, but it did shave a few seconds <laughs> off my best time in the 40. And Megan's just like, can you please tell me it wasn't a rat? It's like, no, no, it wasn't a rat. Great. This is just so weird. So it's really making me wonder what the heck is happening, right? Right. Absolutely. So we have Phil and Augie reporting to Luke what's going on with the place. It's like, well, there's this thing with eyes. <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I- I'm comparing this to like the Tower of London or the Paris Catacombs. It's like, wait, what? Yeah, hold on a minute here. <laughs> that seems pretty out there. Holy crap. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the ME level is a five. And they all kind of stop and like do that taken aback thing. It reminded me of Twister. Right. When they were talking about the types of tornadoes. And they're like, what's a category five? It's like, it's like the hand of God. Yeah. But apparently this is not the hand of God that we're talking about, (laughs) but we've never had a five. We're in for a rough, rough ride here, people. Yes. Especially when we have the pictures from the phone and there was something actually on those pictures. Yeah. It was a beast that looked like a really evil dog. Yes, absolutely. So it's not just something made up. There's something there. Yeah. Cujo much? Yeah. (laughs) exactly we do get to find out that there was an incident at the lenore house because susan arrives at the hospital and rita was there and kind of ticked off and she's like well what happened and rita is just kind of going off right definitely trying to rip her a new one right i'm gonna sue you back to the stone age blah 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 and she's like shut up yeah now tell me exactly what happened i was like dang Apparently, Rita has been dealing with the other ones for so long and they were afraid of her. Right. That they need to tell her to shut it and tell me the actual story. Right. Not what you think happened. So at the same time, we have another stormy night happening and Megan alone looking at her clock on the microwave at the Donovan house. And she is just not feeling her TV dinner. No. But apparently she's been putting a pretty good dent in that wine. Yes. <laughs> And I this don't think wine and TV dinners go well together. Oh, probably not. <laughs> this is why I started to question the fiance. Right. Because it's like 9-11. She calls him and it's like, okay, I just get your voicemail. It's like, you promised you'd be home by eight. And now it's after nine. And then when she looks again, it's only 8.57. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Time travel. Yeah. Because it started at 8.15. Right. And then I'm- and all this weird stuff happening but he never answers because she calls a couple times right and yeah you definitely have to wonder what this lawyer is up to after nine o'clock in the evening and because he never answered no and even all through the night i was like something's up he knows something oh my god what is this right he's He's got it be involved somehow yes i'm just like he stole his soul or something (laughs) i mean maybe he's trying to Get the property for himself. I didn't think about that. Yeah. The house drives her crazy and he can get a hold of the house that way. Huh. Interesting thought. She left like multiple voicemails, like I said, and she does tell him, listen, I'm alone. I'm scared. 
I'm afraid and more than a little ticked off. You need yeah. to come home now, tort monkey. I'm like, <laughs> or oh my don't. God. I love that. <laughs> don't And she bother. takes another big swig of that bottle of wine. And that's when we see that creepy surgeon from the picture walk by with a knife in hand. It's like, what? Oh, no. This is not going to end well. Right. But instead of finding out right away, we're back at the hospital. Right. And they're telling Susan that Lauren had come home and we were all eating and nothing was weird. Nothing smelled weird. Nothing was burning. But Except dinner. Well, dinner was overcooked. So... Because Lauren was tardy, and she doesn't respect our family time. And I just felt like the family was kind of weird, too. I started to wonder what was going on there. And Herb was explaining, that's the dad, that her being late for dinner affects my blood sugar, and I could die. And I'm thinking, Overdramatic much? (laughs) Then eat. She'll get tired of cold dinners. Right. Absolutely. But Susan's like, did anything happen before, you know, did like a light bulb? blow out did you smell something weird and they're like well we did see a flicker it's like okay and then the light went out well that's a start right but we do happen to see susan find lauren who's the daughter who's on her phone in a waiting room with a crying child and i'm thinking where the hell are the parents exactly who leaves who just a- leaves their baby exactly and the child's crying but we see the doll outside of the crib or the playpen and i'm like okay so the kid's mad that the toy's outside even though the kid probably threw it (laughs) right absolutely kids do when they're mad yep and lauren's like i can barely hear you because of this kid crying and just kind of the back and forth and lauren is getting frustrated because she can't hear and next thing we know as the child's cries are getting louder the doll starts to shake and then kind of rise up in the air over to the baby and the kid stops crying and lauren's like oh thank god what a little brat i'm like okay i'm not on a different page than you because they right. should have left that kid alone. But I'm like, okay. So yeah, it's not a poltergeist right away. No. I'm like, <laughs> we got, got it. We got a teenager with some issues. <laughs> yes. And we get to go back to the Donovan house and Megan bored watching TV in her room. At this point, I'm kind of shocked. She's not passed out from who knows how many bottles of wine. Right. But then the TV goes static again. Probably not good. Right. I'm just going to go back and check the clothes. Yes. <laughs> and then suddenly you see the scene that was from her book. Yeah. And a, a nurse removing the sheet and it's a corpse or is it is what I started to think. Right. Megan trying to change the channel and it's just the same thing until the surgeon looks at the screen and then seems to look at her and laughs. And she's like, what? And turns off the TV. It's like, nope, nope, nope. And it gets much worse. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Bright light flickers in her face, and she opens her eyes, and holy crap, she's on that table, surrounded by those people. Right. And it's like, whatever they called, was it like the surgeon studio kind of thing back, like way back? Yes. So people were just sitting there, like, watching whatever was happening. You assume it's an autopsy. Who knows? People are creepy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The Everybody in the crowd looked dead as doorknob. <laughs> yeah. And she tries to get up, but she's forced back down as the surgeon is laughing and rubbing, running his gloved hand through her hair. It's like, okay, your latex gloves would get stuck in her hair. Right. But not just that. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to pee my pants is what I was thinking. <laughs> And he nods, and then you had that like creepy old mask that basically just had, I don't even know what it's called, to knock you out. Yeah, ether or something. Thank you. 
like put on her face and she's screaming and the surgeon's like ha 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 as he starts to cut like just below like the hollow of her neck yeah and she is like nope yeah (laughs) forces her way out and the surgeon is still laughing and then the next thing we know luke finds her on the steps out front in the storm just like soaking wet with a bunch of bottles of wine yes (laughs) she's just like nope Nope, nope. Um, not okay. <laughs> He's like, do you want to go back inside? No, not now. Probably not ever. <laughs> He's like, well, I can go in with you. He's like, no, no. I don't think I'm going to be here. He looks nope. like, well, I can take you to a hotel so you can get a good night's sleep and we can figure something out in the morning. She's like, I don't want to be alone. Can I trust you? And at this point, again, because the fiance has not answered. Right. So I'm assuming it's been several hours. Yeah, you'd have to be. Have to assume that. I mean, I imagine so like, she got out of the house when she got off the table and called him. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's still going to be 10 or 11. You'd have to think if it was nine-ish when she last called Brock Boy. Made me wonder. I'm still thinking he's got something to do with it. But you saying maybe he's trying to get the house had me like, hmm, maybe. Right. But he's like, all right, let's go. And he kind of helps her up and she has to grab what, three more or four more bottles? Yes, absolutely. Stuff. And he puts her in the car and he looks up because you start hearing the voices, the creepy whispery voices. Yes. And he sees a woman standing in the window and he leaves and we see her raise her hand. And then when you go back, there's people in every window. Right. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. Then I started thinking maybe the boyfriend is dead. Maybe he was in there and now <laughs> dead. Who knows? The next morning... We have Luke waking up on his couch and seeing Megan sitting on the window still still drinking or drinking again early. Who knows? And touches her neck where she was cut. So he happens to notice that. It's like, oh, crap. Okay, this is like real, real. Yeah, this is very real. And he's like, okay, listen, I got to tell you the truth. I've been watching this house for a while. And several years before your grandfather bought the place, it was unoccupied. And the yard had just gone to hell. And a neighbor lady had moved in next, like, just next door a few doors down and wanted to complain about the weeds nobody knows who answered the door but nobody saw that lady again either and megan's like well does anybody know who that lady was and he just says yeah they say i have her eyes what What? (laughs) so i understand why he's wanting to check out this house yes absolutely because if it ate his mother so to speak exactly i was thinking uh oh god what was that stephen king short story was it like Ruby Red or, or yes. something like that. Yeah, I think it was. It was or Ruby Rose, something like that. Rose Red. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it was like based on the Winchester Mystery House. It's supposed to be like a take on that. Right. That was creepy. I'm just thinking, did he eat his mom? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, he goes on to say, yeah, she must have just moved back in town. I was getting some calls with hangups. And when he called back, he heard her voice and he hung up and they never connected. And then she disappeared. And when your grandfather bought the house, I asked if I could do some testing, and he said, no, just shut that down right away. And Megan's like, yeah, he doesn't like people. <laughs> like, oh, he must have worked retail. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> and Luke's like, okay, isn't it a little early for drinking? She's like, no, technically I never stopped, so it's still last night. <laughs> you go, okay. Oh, my God, how much wine have you poured down you? Especially right? when we find out that what she's drinking is some really legendary wine. Yeah, and she's like, oh, yeah, my grandfather had a ton of this stuff, a bunch of cases and rare vintages in the basement. That's why he was adding on a wine cellar as she's dipping a Pop-Tart into her wine. <laughs> oh, God, that was 
Oh, yeah, that turned my stomach as well, Sean. <laughs> I'm like, come on, I may eat like a bunch of crap and not be like all hoity toity, but I'm not dipping pop tarts in <laughs> wine. <laughs> oh my god. So here was a little reveal because we go back to the hospital and it's the next day. Susan finds Lauren sitting on the bench and she's like, hey, you know, your dad seems okay. They're supposed to be releasing him. She's like, yeah, great. Perfect. It's like, oh, typical teenager. Got it. Right. And so Susan's like, so who's the guy? She's like, what are you talking about? The guy's got you kind of messed up in the head. So messed up. You're tossing salad forks and clocks at your dad and mom. It's like, what? I didn't do it. She's like, listen, I know you didn't do it on purpose, but you have to stop. You have to learn to control. (laughs) Because some things happen and sometimes it happens to kids at a certain age where hormonal and it's crazy and things just kind of short circuit. And it's like you flex a muscle you didn't know you had and things get broken. The technical term is telekinesis. I looked it up a long time ago. And I love that she says that just like, wait, what? Yeah, hold on a minute here. (laughs) And Lauren is like, do you think I'm going to hurt somebody? She's like, well, if you don't learn to control it, yeah. But if you learn to control it, it'll be fine. Go easy with this guy. Guys can do stuff. It makes your head just spin. And you'll doubt yourself. But listen, he's just an opening act. I was dying <laughs> when she says, oh, crap, who was it? Oh, my God, I can't remember who her opening act was. Right. Well, the bass player, but I was, um, yeah, what the band was. I know Linkin Park was the second one. Yeah, because save something for Linkin Park. And when the, and, the girl Lauren's just like, is that a band? I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> Lincoln yeah. Park. I like Lincoln Park. Don't, <laughs> don't. Yeah, I was just like, what? And then they're walking down the hall, and Lauren, all of a sudden, it's like light bulb. And she's like, wait, did this happen when you were my age? She's like, yeah, yeah, I was a bass player. I set fire to things. And Lauren's like, oh, that's awesome. It's yeah. like, <laughs> I guess you've never seen Carrie. Yeah, so maybe right. not so awesome. But yeah, well, if she didn't really know who Lincoln Park was, I doubt she knows who oh Carrie is. Oh, my God. Is. God, that's so just, I can't believe. No. Okay, I'm stressed out about this. That's going to take me a minute. It's like, how can you stop? Just stop. Anyway, let's go back to the Donovan house because, all right, we're going to find out what's in that basement. And Megan grabs a flashlight and looks like, wait, wait, hold on, and opens her freezer. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is good. Why are you taking meat out of her freezer? (laughs) Feel free to keep on trusting me. (laughs) Yeah. Head down to the basement and say, great. We're either going to burn this house back to hell or lower the price. Oh, and no. looks like, what? We are not reducing the price. <laughs> it's like, okay, calm down. That's my commission. <laughs> <laughs> Once we're down there, we do start hearing growling again. And it's like, well, that's what the meat's for. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, I guess. They peek around the door and they see like this hellhound like growling and looks like all right listen as your broker i urge you to toss that pork chop now and she goes to toss it and she drops it and she's like oh no there's dust it's like really it won't mind <laughs> yeah i'm like thinking first of all i don't think my dog would mind if i dropped it in the dirt oh, hell no my dog <laughs> would like, yes! it's me <laughs> <laughs> so she tosses it in and the beast like takes it away and i love it because luke's like yeah Dog is a dog, no matter who its master is. Like, I guess. Yeah, we have to see that proven first. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Because they're looking around and they see the shelves that were being made for the wine cellar and opening on the floor, which I was thinking was like a well. Yeah, I kind of thought that way as well, but... But 
then there was this weird fog with lights and Megan is like mesmerized. And here was my jump moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> jump scare like this giant hand and arm comes out and grabs her by the throat. And Luke's trying to pull her away. And I'm like, OK, was he going to pull out holy water? What's he going to do? Right. No, he yeah. just keeps slamming the <laughs> lid like on it till it lets go. Because like, I guess even, I don't know, demonic hands can feel pain right. from a lid slamming on right. you. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, okay, we cover that up, block that. Um, Yeah, I'll get somebody to come weld that. <laughs> That's what we're going to do? Did you not know what's upstairs? There's weird shit happening here. Right. I'm not cool with that. <laughs> but then we hear the dog start growling again. I'm like, didn't they have two pork chops? Yeah, Throw there the was one. two in the package. I don't know where the other one went. It just kind of pulled a ghost maneuver and disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Unless she threw both at the same time. Maybe. Because Mechan was like, oh no, the pork chop's wearing off. We should probably go. Oh. It's like, yep, run for it. And as they do, Luke secures the door. So thankfully, the dog isn't coming out. But I- I'm sure Megan's like, but the wine. Yeah. <laughs> Little Pirates of the Caribbean. But the rum. Yeah. And it's like, listen, I think that in the process of building the wine cellar, your grandfather accidentally opened a portal or gateway or something. We got to get that seal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Holy water, welder, whatever. Dog catcher. And even when Megan's like, but what about that dog? It's like, oh, I'm sure it's already looking for like a ghostly mailman. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, no, wait a minute. How did the dog get in for the one? For one. And. How is it getting out? Because it was in the cellar, in the basement. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No, <laughs> it doesn't. So, I mean, obviously, because we don't see this home sold, right. this is going to be, I assume, like something going on throughout the season. Oh, absolutely. This is the one home story arc for the entire season. Yeah. And I think we'll have a home of the week that they have to deal with, and, and this will be ongoing throughout the season. Because, yeah, just because they bottled up whatever demon was down there, which may or may not keep the dog from being a hell beast, they've still mm-hmm. got all the ghosts that they've got to deal with. So, yeah. Yeah, because even Megan when asks about, oh, but what about all the spirits? Are they gone? And Luke looks up and he sees his mother. It's like, well, nope, they're not gone. Nope, not at all. <laughs> he probably shouldn't stay here. He doesn't say that. I'm thinking that. But we do see the Lenore home sold. Yes. It's like, oh, good. And Susan's like, yeah, okay, you know what? I did something nice. And we got that one sold and probably worth a lot of money. And Susan asks, where do we stand on the Donovan house? Luke, I love Luke being optimistic. Oh, yeah. We're going to sell it. It's like, with yeah. <laughs> a portal to, portal to hell. It's like, maybe, you know, you have some very specific type of people who want a portal to hell in their basement. Right. <laughs> Charles Manson type. Yeah, who knows? But Susan has figured out that he knew about her and her telekinesis and the fires. Luke is smart enough to know things, but how did you find out? And he's just like, research, it's what we do. That's why I'm like, that's weird. But she asks if he was kidding about his dad because, you know, she doesn't really believe in that. She's like, huh? Well, you know what? You believe, you don't believe, but I'll tell you, I believe in love. I believe you were in love with Bob Livingston and you believed he was going to leave his wife. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, so what's harder to believe? Yeah. (laughs) Ouch. Ow. It's like, listen, Susan, people die and their souls pass on and only love and low composite decking lasts forever. It's like, (laughs) 
Wow. Yep. Well, this is going to be interesting. Yes, it is. Yes, and I believe you're right. I believe this is going to be a weird show, and like I'm going to probably want to focus on what's happening at the Donovan house. Oh, yeah. That's where a lot of the fun stuff is going to be. I do think that Susan will get more involved in houses that there is something paranormal going on. Mm-hmm. Than just figuring out that, oh, it was a kid who was hormonal and developed telekinesis. But I can see where she's going to be handling the case of the week. I can't wait to see her interact with um, Phil and Augie. Yes. <laughs> and to find out exactly what Zoe's going to do. Right. Yes. Like I said, I feel like she's so much more. So, Steve, after this crazy first episode, do we happen to have any feedback? Oh, yes, we do. Our friend Jazz has also watched this crazy episode and provided some feedback. So let's take a listen. Hello, this is Jazz with review on Surreal Estate, which is starring one of our favorite actors, Tim Razon. He became on my radar from Lost Girl and Winona Earp. He looks vastly different than Doc. He's like much younger without his scruff and cowboy hat and mustache. And he looks like a completely different person. And he has, of course, acts like a completely different person. One of my favorite lines was when Susan, the new employee, asks if he isn't married or not, because the 30 single women everywhere have a database, which was news to me. I enjoyed the humor. It was just the right amount of scary. It looks like the next episode will be scarier, since it deals with little kids and really, really sharp piranha-like teeth. So, yeah. Uh, But it will get you to tune in and see what's going on next. I thought it was very smart how Susan figured out how the current house that she was trying to sell was haunted. Turns out it was the teenager who was angsty and causing everything to happen. And she had telekinesis powers as well, and then later turned out to be very hot in terms of fire damage. And she was with the last real estate group for eight years. And then suddenly they had a spontaneous fire and she was on the market. So that's interesting. I can certainly see why she was hired, though, because the other employees of the real estate business uh, were not that personable. So I can certainly see why he would need another personable person to help schmooze with the other people who might be selling and buying houses. Because the other guys had the right amount of creepy, especially with the funny eyeglasses in order to see the bad spirit, which I get props for. I had not thought of that. I enjoyed the show very much. I thought, actually, it kept me guessing. So I thought that it had a nice happy ending at the end, so to speak, with enough holes in it to keep you wanting more. One of the funnier lines was, you know, Susan saying, if you want me to be your perky flight attendant on the ethereal plane, you're going to have to fess up and tell a little bit more about yourself. So I love the fact that they had a phantom dog and that he loved pork chops. That was a nice touch. And this seemed to be a very humorous story that had a decent plot. Not too scary. I enjoyed it just like Renona Earp or Grimm, which also had their scarier and plot-filled moments. I think I'll put it on the show rotation. Noticed the books flying off the shelf when the kid decided to have her own version of a temper tantrum. And then the chat with her to cut it out. Hopefully she'll give her some tips. I felt the surgeon had the 
creepy level, like squared, because he gave me the creeps, and he very much reminded me of Jack from Anona Earth when they had surgeons, and he carved you up while you were awake. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. But all in all, it was a very enjoyable episode. I'm looking forward to number two. And once again, this is Jazz. Thanks. Well, thank you, Jazz, for that wonderful feedback. Yeah, I think we agreed earlier that Tim does not look like the Tim that we recognized in Winona (laughs) or even in Vagrant Queen. Right. Absolutely. He does not. (laughs) And he does look a lot younger, like without like the big old mustache or beard or anything. Right. Longer hair. (laughs) Yeah. He's doing the opposite of what Riker did in Star Trek. So, you know. Right. Yes. (laughs) Apparently he wants to be baby face. I agree that I love like the humor and the scares and I kind of want a little bit more scares because I think we need that on TV right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> we don't have this. And uh, go ahead. She didn't mention the large hand coming out. <laughs> the dog jazz. I'm a dog lover, but yeah, no, not cute, cuddly, maggoty face. I think I'll pass on this one. Yes. <laughs> he can have all the pork chops, though. I'm, I'll even go to the butcher, get him some big old fat pork chops. <laughs> I'm glad you're going to have this in your rotation, though. Yes, absolutely, because it's a lot of fun. There's no doubt about it. There is some really good comedy in it. And yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see how Susan meshes with the other employees. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, she didn't take off too well with that. No, she didn't. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think we agree to... Not that the rest of the team isn't personable. I think it's that they're not what in my job we would call customer facing. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, they, they don't have those mannerisms. Right. But I'm sure they're spot on with their job, especially, you know, Augie, like like you said, with the glasses. Those are pretty cool. And when my husband was watching with me, he's like, oh, it's like he can see ghosts with that. That's all right. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's like, all right. <laughs> He's going to get into the weird little techie stuff, apparently, that we don't have a clue what it is. But Right. And we don't even get an explanation of it either, which is kind of, it's okay. I don't mind it. But yeah, it'd be neat to know how some of this stuff works. <laughs> Just give us a random name for your steampunk ghost vision goggles. Right. <laughs> like the LRGs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yes, the preview for Creepy Kid in the next one. If you've listened to most of our shows, or pretty much any of them, if a kid pops up, you know how I feel about creepy kids. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jazz, we really appreciate your feedback and looking forward to hearing from you again. Thanks, Jazz. So, what do you guys think? You know how we feel and my questions and everything else. So, why don't you let us know? Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at S-Y-F-Y talk at fangirlzone.com. And let us know your thoughts, your crazy theories. What do you think is going to happen? And while you're at it, if you can rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you find us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about this show. I think this is definitely worth checking out. Oh, yeah. And we, of course, hope you're enjoying our podcast. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean Fangirlass. And I'm Steve. There's nothing like a rotisserie chicken floating two feet off the counter to scare off the looky-loos. And until next time.